So welcome to another episode of Interview with a Schizophrenic. I'm your host, Duncan Tamrasinger, and today I have Casey with me from America. Um, hello, Casey. How are you doing? Good, Duncan. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing fine. You know, it's uh, everything's, the world's gone a bit crazy with this uh, coronavirus, but, um, you know, it's fine. It's okay. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a little stressful, you know. It, it is actually because it's a it's a big change, really. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got to remember to to do to act in a certain way, and we can't do on we can't live our normal lives. Um, but I, I think it's kind of good that we can disconnect from our from our offices or or whatever we normally do that occupies us. You know, and, uh, Duncan, I, I think that's true. I, I think that, oh, what's that? You carry on. Yeah, I think that's true. I think it may cause a, a lot of changes in that way because people usually don't sit by themselves very long, you know, and, and exactly, think about things. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and so for people who like reading, they got time to read books. People can catch up on videos they want to watch. You know, so I think that's quite an advantage, really. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good way of looking at it, man. And and also, nature has got a chance to regenerate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's less pollution, less pollution. Yeah. Okay. I, okay, so let's let's talk about we're here to talk about your experiences with schizophrenia. So why don't you give us a little background? You, you had a couple of diagnoses. You had quite an interesting history, um, military history. So why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, well, you know, when I was growing up, when I was very young, uh, we had a lot of horses. And then I got, after that, I went to a, uh, I got, I got, I, I I kind of made a mistake and got in this school and they were very, very, very religious and very strict. And it seems like it just kind of made me nuts. You know, I kind of, they, they yeah. try to, uh, they try to reform you and constantly saying, you know, you got to change. And they're telling this to everybody and, um, the pressure. So when I got out of there, um, you know, I started, I, I got some friends that were more normal and they, but the problem is uh, we experimented with, uh, with different drugs here and there, not heavy, you know, but I took some LSD and when I took the LSD, you know, I just wasn't, uh, I just didn't have, um, enough stability in me to handle it. I, I had a very bad trip. And after that I got, I uh, I think that's when I started spiraling spiraling off into uh, 
uh, a mentality that just was making me do all all kinds of crazy things, you know, and yeah. It, yeah. So you joined the Navy, is that correct? Yeah, I did. And, um, you know, I was like, I was really paranoid and um, I was you already very... Had a you already had a diagnosis before you said you already yeah. had a diagnosis before you joined. Yeah, that's and right. You, because because my family saw that I had a lot of problems. So uh, I went to, we went to the mental health clinic. They said I had schizophrenia. And you know what? That was such a shock to me. It was like, wow. Yeah. I mean, that that was like um, probably, you know, not 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 knowing how to handle things that that label really knocked me for a loop. I think it caused me another 50% of my problems is just that going around in my head, you know, but, mm. uh, cause I didn't know how to handle it, you know? And then I, uh, I was, uh, really afraid to get a job. And then I said, well, you know what? I'm just going to take a plunge. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, join the Navy and, um, and just see what happens, you know? But it was just like really stressful. Uh, you know, I, I learned a few things. I met a lot of people, but I got kind of uh, seen as a loner, you know, just uh, what, a lot what, of. What, 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 was this in the 1980s, 1970s? Uh, yeah, that was, that was actually like ni 1981. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. It was a different world back then as well. It was what? Different world. It was a different world back then as well. Yeah, it, it was different. And I mean, and then the Navy itself is a different world and it's, it's very mm. strict. And what I needed, you know, a lot of people, they, they, they have kind of a, uh, they're, they're kind of just kind of going through life and then they join the Navy and it gives them a lot of discipline, but yes. you know, that yeah. strictness was just too much for me. I had, a, I had yeah. already been through that and I was still trying to find myself, you know? Mm -hmm. So it, it kind of didn't give me a chance to really figure out who I was. It was kind of stress added on top of stress, you know, and it was, it wasn't, you know, I, I really relish getting off work and just going back and laying in my bed, you know, and I just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you think, do you think, do you think it might have been because of your school that you joined the Navy? You know, it was kind of like, you know, in some sort of way you were looking for something like that, you know, like what happened to your school because. No, do I don't think so. Your... I don't think so. I really, I really, uh, you know, the, the 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 when I finally left that school, I was so happy to be out, and I said, "I never, I never want to go through anything like that again." And I was hoping mm. that, you know, the Navy would I could have some uh, just some um, a little bit of freedom to to uh, get myself together a little. I thought the discipline might be a little bit good because I was spending so much time just in my room and not even taking care of myself. So I don't know. I wasn't really looking for it. I I really needed some therapy, but I uh, I just kind of uh, just plowed through there. It just felt bad. All the I really felt 
anxious, a lot of anxiety and, mm-hmm. and, uh, paranoia. And, uh, I wish it, you know, there's a lot of good people in the Navy, but I just never really, uh, connected with anybody or got a very good reputation. It was kind of a tough experience actually, you know? Yeah, I can imagine. Um, I mean, you were probably quite young at the time, um, definitely with a severe mental health condition, you kind of need to do things at your own pace. You know, if yeah. someone's telling you, someone's telling you do this, do that, it doesn't really work well with schizophrenia. You know, that right. condition, it doesn't, it's not compatible. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, know, I know exactly what you mean. Um, right. you, you know, schizophrenic people need, need their own pace and time. Exactly. You know, so so after so what happened after you left the navy? What happened then? Well, you know, um, I, uh, I I I was I think I kind of in some ways I might have improved a little bit, but in some ways I might have regressed a little bit. And I uh, they let me out early, and uh, I had to go talk to uh, uh, this very high ranking officer. He was actually a psychologist. And he he knew within uh, three minutes of talking to me that I had schizophrenia. And he yeah. said, "Well, what do you want to do?" He goes, "Do you want to stick around here and try to get better?" I said, "No, I don't. I don't. I don't think I I, I can do it." You know, I said, "I'd like to yeah. get out." So they let me out early with a medical discharge, and yeah. I kind of after that. I mean, I drove off the base, and it was like, "Man, what do I do now?" You know, I <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I uh, I ended up uh, working at Domino's Pizza. And, yeah. you know, that was kind of fun compared to being in the Navy. And I, I got a little bit of enjoyment out of it. Yeah, but, I, th- I think a job, like, a job like that can be good fun, you know, when yeah. you're young. And, you know, it, it's something you got freedom, you kind of less, less rules, you know, you're making money, you know. So right, it's kind of, yeah. kind of can be quite good fun, really. Yeah, and you make yeah. friends there as well. Do you know what I mean? It's, uh, That's true. You, sort of bond, That's... You, you bond with your crewmates, your crew members. You, there's like right. a, a bonding that goes on. Yeah, um, that's right. So, yeah. That's exactly it's, what you mean. Yeah. But you're still in a social environment, you know, so it's still, you're still like trying to figure things out. And, um, you know, it's it's better than the Navy, yeah. The Navy is, uh, I don't know, there's kind of a, a vibe in the na- in the military, kind of a mean, everyone's trying to act like they're, they're brave soldiers, you know, and, and it's kind of yeah. a not, not a very healing uh, environment, it's you know. Right. Everyone is kind of molded in the same way, so it's, it's yeah. kind of like you don't see different points of view too much because everybody is kind of molded in the same direction and it's i don't know it's uh, it's a form of brainwashing in a way isn't it yeah it is yeah and maybe it's only not too deep but it's it's there you know and it's something that Mm -hmm. was really kind of keeping me from finding my deeper self you know and uh a lot i mean look a lot of people get out of the military that that don't, that ha, uh, haven't even seen combat and they have uh, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. Yes. So how does that happen? It's because the environment is kind of unnatural, I think. 
I'm not sure. Yeah. So, um, so tell me more about what happened in the eighties and the nineties, you know, leading up to, to the present day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I had this, uh, you know, my dad was a horse trainer and I felt oh, like, yes, yeah. yeah, and I felt like I wanted to learn how to do that. So I, I was working, I actually started working at the racetrack at the same time that I was uh, working at Domino's and I wanted to learn mm -hmm. how to work with the horses, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, the horses are, are, they're so natural and they're so, um, yeah. you know, in tune with nature that that's why, that's why um, people like them, you know, because they're, uh, they kind of bring you back to your natural self. But I was still very paranoid at the racetrack with the people and stuff. So it's kind of like everywhere I went, there was that stress with people. I never felt, uh, I just always felt like people were seeing right through me and seeing a lot of bad things about me. And it just, so I was really struggling, you know, and, um, you know, you know, that feeling of, um, because I can relate to that. Has that feeling decreased as you've got older, you know, that, that feeling of vulnerability, the feeling as if you're thought broadcasting, you know, has that feeling eased off as you've got older? Uh, yeah, you know, at the racetrack, some, something was building up day by day and it got to the point where I couldn't even get out of bed. I was just too stressed. And I said, man, yeah. okay, so I applied for disability and I got it. And then I went, to, I, uh, I moved to this little town way out of town and, uh, the, uh, a very quiet place. <clears throat> I thought, man, I just got to get it together, you know. And um, I uh, I ended up buying this book, and you know, I had read a lot of books, uh, but it seemed like you know they're telling you, well, you sh like they said, well, you should say this or you should have this attitude, but it was just there was just it was just too deep. Uh, my problem was much deeper than the books were going, you know? Yeah. And yeah. So I, I thought, well, you know, meditation, that must be it. So I, I tried to meditate a lot. Yeah. I, I've always tried to do that, but uh, I finally got this book that really took things to a deeper level. And it was, it taught me about um, the energy in your body, yeah. you know, and, um, I started realizing, man, there's a lot of things uh, going on inside you that are uh, that I wasn't really aware of, like mm -hmm. all through your all through your body, not just in your uh, brain, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, when I started looking at the uh, you know, they call them chakras, but I don't like that word because yeah. it kind of sounds like shock, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but when I looked at the energy centers, I realized something is very wrong here, you know. Mm. It's just not, it's just, it's not clear at all. It's all murky and all messed up. 
So I started, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I kind of know what you mean because um, I recall uh, about about 20 years ago, I was living in Germany and I went out for, my schizophrenia was really bad at the time. And I think my energy in my mind was totally messed up. And I was walking at night and there was a man walking with his dog and the dog started screeching as if it was afraid of me when I was walking past. And I think it's because you could sense my aura was all, you know, my energy signature was all mucked up. Oh, that's you know interesting. I mean? Yeah, that, that's, that was actually something that really happened. And I thought, uh, because I was, do you know what I mean? I was hallucinating and deluded and all this, this sort of thing. And yeah, it was odd, man. So I can't yeah, know where you're coming from. That's interesting, yeah. And when you when you talk about animals, the interesting thing about them is that um, you know they they have such uh, natural chakras that haven't been manipulated through the years. Yeah. Uh, you know they they they're uh, you know animals are like uh, totally unbrainwashed, if you know what I mean, mm, and yeah. and. Um, so it's yeah they they have and they have a lot of psychic ability that's because that, they're so yeah. cl they're so clear their body okay. their body is just like a big TV screen and anything that's going on they can just see it you know they yeah. and to me that's to me that is a direction that people really overlook uh is like getting back to that very natural uh original state <laughs> You, yeah. know, you know that state that state you're talking about that's a state of high spirituality because spirit, I think, yeah i think so you know I mean? yeah yeah because it's like uh spirit is nature right it's um yes. the most the most spiritual um the most spiritually powerful place is nature right because it, you it's know what that's the that I Duncan, I think you're really right, and you know what? I think there's a lot of false uh, use of the word spiritual because yeah. Um, yeah. you know I don't I don't I don't I don't really want to like um um uh, what do you call it um I don't really want to condemn people that go to church, but however, mm. when they say spiritual, what what are they really saying? Because you're going there, and are you, are you really finding yourself, or are you getting mixed up with a lot of other energies that aren't really you? So the word spiritual has – there's two different ways of looking at it, you know. Definitely. So, Definitely. yeah. Why don't you tell me about your book? You wrote a book about your experiences. Why don't you tell me about that? Okay, yeah. Uh, you know, I started uh, – meditating uh with the chakras it was it was helpful but it was very slow it was like you know you you're trying to sort out the energy in like one of your chakras and but then i i got to thinking you know i i mean it helped me a lot it uh it brought me up to a better level but then it occurred to me that you know what, if I'm trying to find my uh, true energy, how am I possi possibly going to find that uh, in myself when I've been through all these things? What is really my energy? And then I thought, well, what about, uh, you know, the energy that I had?
before even before I was born. Wouldn't yeah. that be so? I started trying that, and the first time I tried it, it was like a really amazing thing because this the, it's kind of like this uh, new this energy that it was kind of uh, invisible to me for so many years. It kind of came in and started correcting some things that I never would have been able to see, you know? And it's like, wow. Cause what I did is I asked myself, uh, what was, what, what was my energy before I was born? I didn't know what was going to happen when I said that, but when I closed my eyes, some, some very deep things, started kind of shifting around and i realized that you know what uh we had so much uh information in us before we were born that just got stepped on and twisted and and polluted and so you know and i i i this is like uh it's kind of a reset button um, but it kind of shows you other things to work on that really got out of whack. And it, 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 it take, it can take you back. Your mind will show you things. And if you really think about it in a logical way, uh, you know, when you're really young, you can get, uh, a lot of energy put into you that is from your, uh, from your mom or your dad. And the, the thing is, it's really confusing your system a little bit because it's not your energy, you know, and your mom and dad can be great people, but their energy is not supposed to be your energy. So it kind of sorts that out a little bit. It helps you see, yeah, this, uh, this wasn't really what I was thinking. You know, I was, I had certain feelings about this situation, uh, you know, thinking way back. And, but, you know, my intuition kind of got covered up with this other energy. So it kind of, uh, it's kind of a reset button. Uh, that's the way I, I kind of look at it, Duncan. Yeah. And you, you wrote about this in the, in your book as well, didn't you? Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, this kind of, when you talk about pre-birth energy, you kind of make me think about reincarnation, um, which means, which, which is basically the premise that we existed before we were born. Um, do, well, do you know what I mean? Well, the thing is, I mean, reincarnation, you know, it's like the, la the last five months or so, I really have had to wrestle with like the like what happens to us after we die and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I've kind of just settled on myself just for myself is that I don't, I really don't know, man. It's like, you know, like w whatever happens to animals. Okay. That's going to be fine with me. Uh, I, because if I say, you know, I'm afraid of, uh, uh, where I'm going to go after, I die, then I'm back into the the realm of the preachers telling me what I what uh, what is right for me because they're gonna say, yeah, if you don't do this, then you're not gonna go to the good place. 
And so therefore you got to listen to what I'm saying. And I just, I just you can't know, get know, no, I, I think I think you kind of stumbled across the answer yourself when you're talking about the pre-birth energies. That's the same as the post-death energy. Do you know what I mean? Your Maybe so. Yeah, it's the yeah. same as your post-death. It's the same thing, man. It's the same thing. Yeah. So, what when we're living on Earth, you know, we're 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 matter. We're this crude matter. But when we when we die and before we were born. With pure spirit, you know, and spirit yeah. is our true, is our true essence, you know. Yeah. So yeah. So don't don't be afraid of anything, man. Don't be afraid. It's just going. Right. It's just, you know, the the Aborigines call it. They say death is just going back home. Right. You know? That's what the, yeah. That's what the Aborigines say. It's just going yeah. back home. You know. Yeah. Because it, you know the earth is. We're just here for a little while, and then we go yeah. back home. That's, That's all right. it is, man. It's not, yeah. it's not. It's not. It's not complicated, and. That's all it is, you know. Yeah. So I mean, that's it, man. Yeah, and then, and there's so many, yeah. there's so many, you know, we would, there's so many unknown things, but that's where religion steps in and says, yeah, we know the answer. But I mean, yeah. come on, man. You I mean, come on. I mean, that's why. And you know, the another thing. Uh, that's kind of interesting is that, um, and this is like the other half of my book is that um, when we're when we're uh, given a name when we're born, that name mm -hmm. there's some everybody is going to be totally different in this way because the name can put you when by the time we get out of uh, high school. We've signed our name on paper 10,000 times, 10,000 times. Mm -hmm. So, um, but the name, uh, and I ask, sometimes I ask people this, I say, what's the difference between your name and saying an affirmation? Now, if you, if your name is like Trump, Donald Trump, that's mm -hmm. like an affirmation to your brain. True. And when you're growing up, mm -hmm. you're, you're saying that 10,000 times to yourself, you formed like something in your brain that the other student next to you is not going to have that. He's going to have a totally different thing that may take mm -hmm. him in a totally different direction. So if you have a lot of, if you have a lot of problems you and you want to get back to a very neutral place, uh, you got to look at your name and say, what, what has this, what has this done to my brain? Has it, has it kind of complicated things? and made me think in a certain pattern to keep getting in the same situation over and over again, because your name keeps doing this thing. It's not giving, it's not giving you a chance to stop and say, Hey, what am I really doing? You know, like, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, what I think is my, my take on it is slightly different, but I think when you're young, you get conditioned into a sort of mental pattern and into into um, habitual behavior, which is condi you're conditioned to do it because your the way your personality is and way and way people dominate you, and then when you get older, you can stay in the, that mental state or those habitual patterns. It's very difficult to break out of, you know. Yeah. It's like um, you know, even even if like a, a depressed person won the lottery, they 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 would probably stay depressed because they're so yeah. used to that mindset. Of being oh, depressed, yeah. they, 
Do you know what I mean? They, they would just get drunk, they're alcoholics, and do you know what I mean? They just drink loads of booze, go to a casino, because they, they would be so <laughs> trapped in that mindset. Do you know what I yeah, mean? You're a, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you know, if if something changes in your life, you've got to change your mindset as well. You've got to you've got to say no. I I know I used to think like this, but this has yeah. changed now. So and yeah. I want to I want to progress. I want to go to the next level. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. And if it, I kind if, of know if, what you mean. And if you if you're like an animal, you would look at yourself and say. Well, this is crazy. This is crazy what I'm doing. It's not helping my survival. It's not helping mm. me get along with people. But I just keep thinking in the same way. But the thing about an animal, if you have an animal mentality, you're probably not going to get super rich like some of these people are because some of these people's names have made them compulsive in making money, making deals, making money. But you know what? I I I've met a lot of these people, and they're still looking, find, trying to figure out how to be happy. And um, so there's a yeah because there's a that's that's yeah yeah, yeah. carry on you can't carry on yeah yeah I mean there's so I mean so there's there's a balance you know it's but disconnect I, disconnect. Yeah, they just they're trapped in a way of thinking, and the happiness isn't there. The money is there, but the happiness isn't there because I give a lot of I give a lot of people uh, rides in a taxi because I I drive a taxi now, and uh, I've driven some ultra rich people, and um, sometimes they they sense that I'm kind of an open person that will listen to them. And uh, some of them have told me they're just not happy, and it's like I, I feel bad for them. I still, uh, I mean, not not that I'm better than them, but it just seems really strange, you know. And it's like, um, you you don't know what to say to them. I would. This is before I wrote my book. I met this one guy. He makes. <clears throat> he started a company. He makes. Uh, Thirty million dollars a year, and he told me he's just not happy. He uh, um, he just bought a he just bought a uh, oh, some a Ferrari or yeah, I think a Ferrari. And and he's and his his kids are are embarrassed when he comes up to the school. So he's got all these um, issues. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's just. And I told him, I said. Uh, at that time, I didn't know what else to tell him, and I said, "Well, man, you just got to be like a kid again." And that's, I don't... that's actually right. Yeah, that's actually, you're actually right. I agree with you. Um, you know, having when when we're young, when we're children, it is much easier to be happy. You know, then when you're an, when you're an adult, it's more difficult to be happy. It's more of a, yeah. like an like an advanced subject. When you're when you're yeah. a kid, it comes naturally. You know, right, so, right. but but having that childlike wonder, the being you, when when you're a child, you're grateful for such small things. You know, having that as an adult does make you happier, definitely. You know, yeah, and, and yeah, just that... and just and appreciating what you have, um, appreciating. You know, when I was a kid, I used to love the adverts on television. You know, when, and when you're an adult, <laughs> you know, everybody hates the adverts, right? <laughs> but when you're a kid, and when you're a kid, you go, oh, the adverts are the best bit, man. <laughs> you know? So. 
Right, yeah. right. Yeah, anytime you feel uh, everything is stale and there's no wonder in in the world, then something's gone wrong, you know. And a lot, of, wrong, yeah. a lot of a lot of people are like that. And and um, and then, but I always think like, what what if I was like I was picking up uh, this guy at the hotel in the taxi, and we were pulling out, and he had his family. And he, there was a Rolls Royce parked uh, there, and he said, "Oh well, you, you'll be given rides in one of those someday." And I, I told him, I, I, I turned to him and I said, "You know what? I'm just like a dog. It doesn't matter what, uh, what car I'm in. I'm still happy." Yeah. And he gave mm. me like a fifteen dollar tip because mm. he he never um had that perspective, right. you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, Casey, let's let's wrap it up here. Um, okay. Tell me what's the, what's the name of your book? I I we can put a link in the description so people can get in touch with you if they want to read uh, it. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I've I've changed the title several times. I've okay, rewritten fine. I've rewritten it ten times. And okay. but if someone goes on my email, I'll send them the book. Just it's twenty pages, yeah. and they can read it. But I I think my favorite title that I had was um, "Psychic World." Yeah, that's a good title, man. That's a yeah. good title. Hey, hey, man. Thank you very much. Um, it would be a great honor if you would if you would like to come back. You know, maybe next year or later later this year for another show, and we can have another chat. You know, okay, sure thing, Duncan. Yeah, and I, I hope huh? we get a lot of people connected because, um, you know, it's like um, we got to get rid of the stigma, and it's just people trying to find themselves, so they shouldn't be put down any any more than anyone else. And um, you know, yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah, what I'm man, saying? I think, I think, I think, I think it's just getting away from that fear. People, people find it scary when you talk about schizophrenia. You know, it's scary yeah. for us as well. But like normal yeah. people, they don't like it. They get scared. Yeah. And I think if we can show that we're just normal people, that we're struggling with something, you know, and there's a beautiful side yeah. to it. You know, there might be yeah, another yeah. side to it as well. But but it's all about you know, it's just it's just a real human experience, and yes. and we and we would like would like to talk about it more. That you know. Because um, you know yeah. it's a large part of our lives. Um, so yeah, I know exactly you where you're coming from. Man. Okay, Duncan. Man, I appreciate what you're doing, man. Okay, thank you very much, Casey. Thank you.